Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Palette Plug Podcast. We are your hosts, Corey and Kyle. Uh, this is episode three. Today, we wanted to talk about sorting and grading of palettes, kind of creating a process for yourself in regards to repairing and sorting, uh, and then also touching base on some of the equipment that goes into that and everything that comes along with it. So I'd say... Or let's just kind of jump right into it and start talking about grading palettes. <laughs> All right. Um, so obviously everybody knows the different grades. Well, maybe not. So let's kind of go from the beginning. You know, you got your brand new palettes, you right. got your A grade palettes, you got your B grades, and then you got your cores. And right. so I I want you to go into the, the description of it, and then I can kind of be, uh, you know, the guy who doesn't know because at times I've been confused on certain things and cores <laughs> and stuff like that. So go right ahead. Right. Well, the thing is though, is there's so many, like if everybody followed the GMA guidelines to what grading is, man, it would be astronomical. You would be like, uh, how do I put it? You would be so confused because you know there's there's three grades of a's there's three grades of b's there's Mm. you know what is a core ultimately you know that's the big question that everybody asks how do you determine a core how do you determine what's fixable what's not fixable yeah you know yeah um we've always done the seven method if it's got more than seven breaks or it needs more than seven repairs it's a it's a strip Okay, and and you mean that in regards to top boards or runners? Yeah, top or... boards, missing boards, uh, broken boards, broken runners. Mm-hmm. Uh, so seven seven breaks. You're saying yeah. like seven cracks within the wood. Yeah. Okay. Well, depending because you know you can say oh there's a, there's a cracked runner, mm-hmm. and depending on how you repair it, yeah, you know it because be you can take you can take a core and make it an A pallet. Right. You know, depending on how you repair, if the runner's broken, depending on how you repair that runner, Mm -hmm. uh, depending on how much effort you want to put into it, you know, most broken pallets become bees. Yeah. uh, Unless it just needs like a, yeah, or material. So, uh, man, it's just, it all depends on your, you know, what you want to, how you want to grade your pallets. uh, Mm Mm-hmm. And knowing what your customers want too, yeah. You know, yeah, some customers may allow a board to be missing on the bottom. You mm-hmm. know, some may, you know, hey, I'll I'll need all five boards on the bottom. I need you know seven boards on the bottom, right? Or you know, depending on the palette and stuff like that. So, grading is a very a very broad spectrum because yeah. not everybody wants to grade the same. I agree. I think you that's know, a so huge, like yeah, a good like point. Stephen down in at Trinity. Uh, mm-hmm. pallets in midland texas you know he does you know he may call a core b okay you know depending on what it needs or how you know he sees it fit to his company mm-hmm. you know to me um i was trained you know and i was brought in up on a different level of you know if it's missing a board if it's broken or whatever it's a core no matter what no questions asked okay uh, an a pallet is a good pallet, you know, it has no broken runners, no broken boards, no missing boards. Right. Um, everything is nailed down properly. The gaps are, are, uh, 
are there. You know, they're they're not astronomical. And typically, when we when we're talking about board gap, we mm. usually do a fifth uh, a fist width. So you take a fist. If you can put your fist, you know, if your boards are touching, you're good. If you know you get one out and it's you know like that far away from your fist, depending on your yeah. customer. You know, you may be able to get away with it and you may not. They do make, like, you know, we use, when we get something like that where it's too wide, Mm -hmm. we'll take a piece of what we call strapping. And what it is, it's usually just like a piece of one inch wide uh, deck board. Okay. And we'll just put it between the run, between the decking. Okay. Just just to add space a little bit. Yeah, just to fill the space in and stuff like that. So that's, that's pretty important to remember. You know, they have... If you're following GMA guidelines, I mean, you're going to get like your triple A's, your double A's, yeah. your A's, and then you have like your... So let's kind of talk about that though, because I think okay. that that's, you know, that could be um, a little overwhelming to hear at first, right? Where it's like, whoa, there's what, two to three different forms of, um, you know, new palettes, like you're saying. So to right. me, triple A means fresh off the press, you know... Um, maybe maybe not it's it's heat treated in most instances i feel as though most new palettes would be heat treated um it a lot of it just depends on where it's going Um, right and and that's that's always the biggest thing with this industry right is that it's like you know the guy the guy from one state to another to the next town over like things can change pretty significantly so um, right absolutely well not so much that but if it's leaving the continental u.s it has to be it has to be heat treated no matter what, mm-hmm. you know, and when we're talking about heat treated pallets and grading pallets and repairing pallets, uh, you know, you have to understand, you know, guys that are out there, uh, hold on, let me do this real quick. Um, Guys that are out there saying, oh, I've got a thousand heat-treated pallets, but they all have different heat-treat stamps, and you don't have paperwork mm. for them. Those are not mm. heat-treated pallets, guys. Yeah, that is just a can't. recycled pallet. And legally, you're supposed to take spray paint or some form of paint and destroy the uh, the heat-treat stamp. Yeah, because you uh, are the one. You did not do the heat treatment, so you are right. not eligible to claim right. that that is a well, heat-treated pallet. You can sell heat-treated pallets. Like what I do is I actually have a deal set up with uh, Travis and them at L&L Pallets in Milshu. Mm-hmm. And if I have a customer that requires a heat-treated pallet, I'll take my pallets to them. They'll heat-treat them, stamp them. They give me a certificate of heat-treat, and then yeah. I give that to the customer, and they have that on file. And you can do it. I mean, so just talk to your local, your bigger pallet yards that do heat-treat. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Travis. Point, and Link. Sorry, and I, I don't mean to cut you off. I think no, that's just ahead. like the the biggest takeaway from from that, and the biggest point that I think that should be made is that are you taking are you taking A grade pallets and you're yes. treating them? Okay, yes, gotcha. Well, you can but heat treat you can heat treat B grades too, but you're still bringing it somewhere to get heat treated again. Like yes. even though, so those pallets probably they're already stamped with the heat treatment. Uh, some of label. them okay some of them. and so but you still know that you have to go and do it again right uh in order to not <laughs> have legal ramifications so oh, yeah i, I and, think that's that's huge you know but and it's and not just, you bring it up. just legal ramifications from 
you know, a, a local standpoint, when you're shipping pallets outside the continental U.S., oh, you're mm-hmm. talking federal, you know, federal guidelines, federal laws. Yeah. Uh, and there's guys actually doing prison time for this, for they will sell heat-treated Don't. pallets, and all of a sudden, you know, uh, paperwork is big with pallets. Mm-hmm. You know, guys, we're not dealing with just a pallet. You know, you're you you've got to know where this pallet's going, who's the end mm-hmm. user, um, stuff like that. You know, you got to know, hey, is this pallet leaving the continental U.S.? You know, like the peanut butter company that I deal with. Mm-hmm. You know, they they have plants in Georgia, Houston, Brazil. Uh, wow, I think they have some down in Argentina. Okay. You know, the Philippines and stuff like that. So in order for their stuff to be moved around, they have to have heat treated pallets. Right. And you have to have paperwork. You have to know, you know, uh, what's going on because if you, you know, you just think, oh, I'm going to go sell, you know, sell them some pallets. Yeah. Well, then they turn around bad. and they go to ship a product out to say Europe mm-hmm. and, you know, they check stuff. You know, they'll, they'll check the moisture content of the lumber. They'll check for bugs. They'll check for, you know, any microscopic, you know, I mean, you could take a, a pallet like yesterday, uh, I picked up some pallets out of a farm, Mm -hmm. you know, sitting out in in the weather, they're weathered, but they're still good pallets. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, you got dirt flying around them. So you got seed, you know microscopic seeds that can yep. get transferred from country to country. And That's then, you know, when you do that, now you have an, a, a ecological disaster because mm-hmm. you're enter, enter, entering a foreign body into another ecosystem that, that is not naturally there. Yeah. So, and, so just like, don't, don't do those things, people. Yeah. <laughs> you I know, mean, you know, don't. guys, a pressure washer and some bleach will go a long way on a lot of pallets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I get looked yeah. at very funny because I, I I will go to the Dollar Tree, and I will buy gallons. Like I'm talking like 13, 14 gallons of bleach at a time. Oh wow! And I will they'll ask me all the time, "What are you doing with these? Don't worry about it." <laughs> you know. Yeah. Don't but worry. So you, don't so don't worry would... about why I just bought twenty gallons of bleach from you for is, twenty bucks. Is there? specific customers that you do that for or is that something that you you do with with all your pallets um it depends on the customer okay perfect and so i think that that's a great way to kind of like bring it back into um like the topic of of grading right where like when it comes to new pallets those are something that you have to be producing you know like once a pallet is out there it's no longer a new pallet obviously in regards to the heat treating aspect of it um, which doesn't necessarily relate to grading, but it's still relevant in that conversation. Um, you cannot sell a recycled pallet as heat treated if you are not the one who has gotten that heat treatment done and has certification to to ensure that that's been done on on by you. Even if right. it's like you know you got somebody else to do it, like you still need to take responsibility because you're selling the pallets. Right, absolutely. Well, and that's the thing, though. You are responsible at the end of the day for that. Right. You know, if somebody comes up, you know, if you have a customer that ships this, you know, say these peanut, this peanut butter, mm-hmm. you know, it goes to 
you know, okay, so they they put pallet, peanut butter on a pallet and they ship it to, say, Great Britain. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, you know, when you sit there and say, you know, yes, I sold this, you know, they're going to be like, well, where'd you get this pallet from? Well, oh, I got it from Corey Prindle in mm-hmm. Lubbock, Texas. And he told me that they were heat treated. And, but they're not. Mm-hmm. You know, well, okay, cool. Then, then the, uh, what do you call it? The company. Uh, well, not the, well, the company can get fined too. And that's another thing too, oh, guys, yeah, is, so. is when you're dealing with food product pallets, the, uh, company like, uh, Albertsons, I don't know if y'all have an Albertsons up there, but it's like Safer's, mm-hmm. uh, Safeway, uh, oh, okay, Albertsons okay, yeah. United. Like grocery store. Yeah. Grocery stores. They mm-hmm. can fine that company that they're mm-hmm. getting product from because that pallet is no good or that pallet that's been damaged or it has a problem. Yeah. And so, so you know, you really back. try to, you know, mitigate the, the lessening of that because then it could ultimately come back to you and be like, you know, they could be like, Hey, we don't even want to deal with you no more. Yeah. You know, your pallets are crap yeah. and, you know, and stuff like that. So you got to be really, really, willing to uh, accept responsibility understand yeah, that if you're if you're selling what you call a heat treated pallet mm-hmm. um, then you know you can uh, you know then you need to stand behind that and yeah, understand yeah, I, that, you know that is a you're saying that's heat treated I'm gonna stand behind it yeah. and stuff like that like right now I've got a set I got some 45 by 45s mm-hmm. pallets. They're structurally sound. They're A grades. They're you know a little weathered. All of them have the same heat treat stamp, which you would think cool. I can sell them for heat treated because they all look the same, but, but I can't do. because right. I don't have paperwork for them. Right. And right. you know now I could take them to Travis and them and, and have them reheat treated and recertified. Mm-hmm. But you know you're not going to sit there and. Uh, you're not going to do it without being prompted to do so. Is that what yeah, you're right? Going yeah, with? yeah, yeah. You know, I'll like you hold need a them. Customer. Yeah, if yeah. the customer says, "Hey, I need them heat treated," cool. This is the right. process. This is how okay. much more it's going to cost. Gotcha. You know, uh, because you do have to pay for a heat treating process. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. But it comes back to like I think the biggest point, and we we talk about this a lot, right? Is like taking responsibility for your actions and your business and holding yourself accountable for what you're going to be doing because at the end of the day um you know it's a business and you are a business you're representing your business yourself and so you want to make sure that if you're offering a product if you're selling a product you you can stand by that and also you recognize the level of importance that it is to that business because you know like they like you said like they could get fined for something that Technically, sure, they should be checking on the heat treatment certification and things like that. But at the end of the day, you know, if if you're coming across and saying, no, 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 this is the case, like sometimes people might just get it done to get it done. But I think right. coming back to uh, I want to do I do want to focus on on grading um, okay. and just kind of like how to go about that. So I think like new pallets are new pallets, right? Heat treated, heat treated. And we've talked a lot about that. But let's right. talk about. A's right and A's and like what did, what makes a palette an A grade palette to okay. me A grade palettes it no repairs 
if right. it does have repairs, the repairs have been done to the runner, but it does not actually affect the structure of the pallet. So right. it doesn't have, you know, it's runner, runner, runner. There's no um, plug, I guess would be the word for it, right? right. Like, well, or a block. That's another word for it. Well, and, that, and that's where the, the different, like, so we're following GMA guidelines right now. And so they do have, like I said, in the in the GMA book, you have the triple A's, the double A's, and the A, A grade pallets. Okay. So, and I'm looking at the IGPS website right now, and they do have a small uh, description of what an A grade pallet is, and this is what they say. Mm-hmm. Grade A, also known as a grade one, essentially a grade A pallet, haven't had or don't require any repairs at the top of the grade A category are triple A or club club grade pallets, which are which are in good repair, look brand new, and are suitable for display on retail floors. So those are going to be your food grade pallets, your pallets that are super brand new looking. Um, maybe have used once, you know, I come across them all the time. Yeah. Um uh, not necessarily, you know, they don't have to be heat treated, but they're they're super clean. They don't have uh, any uh, repairs. They don't have any them. stains. They don't have any oil on them. They're just super super clean pallets. You know, brand new looking. Um, those are your AAAs. Okay. And well, then and, and is is that not newly manufactured? Is a AAA not considered to be like a newly manufactured pallet? It like it can based be. off that description, it seems like it's it's not. It's you know. it's closer. You can have AAA used pallets, but it's going to be like you know your top tier, like, right? You know, right. it's literally uh, like a new pallet. It was right. used once, once. You know, yeah. Hopefully, well, nothing yeah. ever happened to it. Right. Okay. okay. Gotcha. Makes sense. It makes. And sense. then your you know uh, the A's. It's. And I really need to I'm trying to find the GMA, the the actual grocery God, marketing. Yeah, yeah. Because like while you do that, I'll I'll, I'll kind of talk about my my understanding of it and and um, perspective on it. And for me, like A's, like we said, like no no repairs. If there have been repairs done, it's been done to a runner that had like a crack in it um that's the biggest thing you know i was i was trained and followed the process of like if the crack is talking as in like if it separates when you pick up the pallet Mm -hmm. um that is when a repair should be made to it and then depending on your ability to repair it you know whether you have to completely remove the runner and put a new one in then it could still be considered an a-grade pallet um if you have like the staples that you can use or like those star-shaped things uh and seal the crack that way and it ensures that there's no other issues with the pallet still an a-grade pallet um the time that it downgrades into a b would be when the runners have been cracked and the only way to repair them would be to put like we said a plug or like a block next to it or some people will cut runners in half and have, you know, half runners that they can put in as uh, fillers to, to make it so the structure of the pallet still remain, remains sturdy. But I think the, um, the biggest thing is 
like your top and bottom boards, you know, like when I, when I kind of got started, you, you kind of hear like, oh, it's not that big a deal. Like you could sell one with like one missing board or whatnot. But think of it where like you, that's the product you are selling is a representation of yourself. And oh, absolutely. If, absolutely. You know, if you're not honest with your customers about like the, the condition of your pallets, I think that that can like significantly um lose you business you know like I thought there's just no no other way to put it it's like if you go in and you tell someone that you're selling A's and there's you know a large portion of B's in there like they're not going to trust you anymore uh, and, and <laughs> well, Lincoln <laughs> we don't <laughs> so anyway <laughs> just saying man that is like yeah, yeah, the yeah. biggest you know well, hey you know and and I don't I don't want to yeah, and I don't want to dwell. You know, I think let's let's focus on the help. When we when we uh, if we have more of a reputation, maybe we can kind of talk. A little bit. <laughs> but anyway, for right now, um, yeah, you know, I I think that that's just the the biggest thing that I want to make a point to say is you know like don't don't be dishonest just for an extra dollar. You know, right, it's not going to be worth it. Um, I think that that making sure that you know what you're selling and sometimes like it's overwhelming right like dude how much is it a pain in the butt for you to go through 200 pallets and sort through that or do you do it like when you're on site so then that way your life is easier like here and let's kind of we can transition into um, like a process right like what is your process for sorting your pallets usually i don't um unless it's going unless i know it's going to a specific customer then you know, we'll okay. unload the trailer, sort them, stack them, and then reload the trailer. Okay. So your customers are accustomed to you selling, like, this this quality of product. You've made yeah. them aware of it, and so, therefore, you don't have to, right. you know. Now, now, do you do you go back and give them discounts if they have broken pallets? Yes. Or what's the... Yes, so we do, we do buybacks. Cool. Or what I call buybacks. Basically, what we mm -hmm. do is if we show up to your warehouse and we're selling you pallets and you mm -hmm. have broken pallets, yes, I will. You know, I'll say, okay, cool. I'll give you $2 a piece for those pallets. And then you're going to see that on your invoice, um, you know, and stuff like that. And there's a lot of companies that do do that. You know, yeah. I have one company that we trade out pallets for cardboard. Okay. You nice. Know, oh, so, I remember you telling me about that. Yeah. You know, we'll pick up their we pick up their cardboard, we recycle their cardboard, and then they get a percentage of that back in the form of pallets. So, and it, it's worked really well for them. They they yeah. love it because, you know, it doesn't mean that, you know, they're having to pay you know, pay me seven, eight, nine hundred dollars a load every time I bring them pallets. They're just able to go. Okay, cool. You know, you've picked up this much. And they get, they get an invoice mm -hmm. of how much cardboard we picked up from them, and you know we keep track of it and keep it moving. And and that's the thing, though, is is if you're going to do that, you have to have some kind of accountability on both parts. You yeah. Know? And then you know we have customers that we do just cardboard for. You know so. Uh, but as far as back getting back to the grading aspects of it, you know, an mm -hmm. A grade pallet, um, according to the GMA, uh, 
Oh, you found it? Nice. Um, I found some stuff, you know, you know, basically all the same, you know, three yeah. different levels of, yeah. And I'm actually wondering, well, I should just not, go, go to the grocery marketing association's website. It's probably a good idea too. And I think that the, the takeaway from all of this too, is that like, it's not rocket science, you know, like it's not difficult to determine. I think it's just like we like creating a process for yourself is super important because it's going to allow you to have consistency in what you're doing. Right. And like the more that you break away from some sort of path, I think it's just going to make your life like more difficult, you know, like, like I know when I was at, at, um, working with this guy down in Texas, like we would have palette pickers come by and like each person had a different preference in which they wanted their palettes to be graded. Right. And, you know, we just had to say, this is how we do it. This is our process. If you don't like it, there's other places you can go and sell your palettes to, but this is the situation. And, and the more that you kind of stay true to that, I think that it just helps you. It kind of builds your confidence as well, because then you're like, okay, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm looking at. I know what to offer my customers. I know what price I can charge for it. I know that if somebody tries to tell me that they're not paying that much, then, you know, I can defend that and, and counter offer. You know, I think that it all just comes to knowledge. Like this industry always comes back to just like knowing what you're talking about, familiarizing yourself with something and like having a process in place to, to be consistent with that. And so like for me, the easiest way to, to grade was you take them off well i guess wherever the situation is right if you're if you're there on site picking up pallets depending on your level of commitment to it like mm -hmm. i personally never did this but you could if you wanted to like sort through the pallets on site <laughs> the dog scared me for a second there. I was like, what is that? um but it's like it's fine it's fine um but, you know, like when you're on site, like bring bring like a, a piece of chalk or something with you, mm -hmm. right? And then go through all the palettes, mark off which ones are A's. And then if you want to, like sort them right then and there as you're loading them up on your trailer. Make a stack of A's, make a stack of B's. But, right. you know, just keep going until you, you clear out that pile. Um, or, you know, do it when you get home or, or wherever your facility is. Like whatever is, is easier for you. Um because I think that it's just going to make your life easier. You know, it's just going to help you in your process and in your um, organization when you go back to your facility to, to store your pallets. If you've already sorted them, you know, you can just say, okay, the stack goes here and that stack goes there. Right, absolutely. And that's that. Um, and, and then, then, go ahead. Yeah, And, and go then ahead. you have, you know, guys like, you know, like when we take loads into like Travis and them, they – uh you know, they'll shut the line down and they'll pull everybody outside to, you know, they'll unload you, they'll grade them for you, mm -hmm. you know, so they know what they're getting. They know, you know, kind of what they're, where they're at on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just, it just depends on the yard, you know, because like where, you know, where like Travis and them may call a pallet a core, mm -hmm. you know, Trinity pallets may call it a B. Right. But Trent, but they don't pay as much as Travis and them do. You know, it's 
and that, and that that brings it down to like you said, you know, knowing what your customer wants, uh, you know, knowing who's willing to to pay for it, ultimately, and stuff like that, yeah. you know. And because I've well, got I customers, I got customers that, you know, I just want to pay two dollars a pallet. Well, you're going to get a two dollars worth of pallet, <laughs> you know. Say. <laughs> and you know, most of their stuff, those guys typically they don't need a pallet for shipping mm, they just need a pallet storage. to store it gotcha so is that like a, a feed mill or something um, like that they do uh soil regeneration hmm, interesting but it's, so, it's dirt so yeah like well they, they do like seed uh grass seed and stuff like that so soil conservation is real big out where we live because of all the farming Gotcha. So there's companies out there that, and that's all they do is is soil regeneration. You know, so let's let's make the soil back to where it's usable. Yeah. And so that's you know really important to a lot of people. Hmm. Uh, that's really cool. That's cool that you like came across that business and like get the opportunity to work with them. It was actually um, they actually chased me down the highway. Really? <laughs> I was actually <laughs> leaving town. And I get it all the time, man. I will have people yeah. chase me down, you know. No, I've done it. I've done it. You know, you'll pallets. Be, yeah, you'll be dragging a load of pallets, and they'll, they'll hey, man, yeah. pull over. I need to talk to you. I need to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, dude. I've it's done like, it so many times. I was like, cool, man. What's up? Hey, man, I'm, here's my business card. I need some pallets. I don't, you know, I just need need something. We can put something on. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. You know, like yesterday, uh, was it yesterday? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was it yesterday? No, 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 no. It was uh, yesterday. Was Monday? <laughs> or oh no, yesterday was Tuesday. Yeah, Monday. It was Monday. Okay, I had yeah. a guy come up to the shop, and he was like, "Hey, man, I just need some pallets to put some pipe fittings on and stuff like that." And I was like, "All right, cool." You know, I got these pallets. These are five dollars a piece because they're you know they're really nice, really clean pallets. And mm-hmm. he was like, "Man, do you have any you just want to get rid of?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah." You can take them out of this pile, and <laughs> so they ended up. They, it, was, it was all my strip. Like, okay, if you're a pallet company and you say that you cannot find strip pallets, you're either not looking hard enough, or you're not talking to the right people. Yeah, because or, or your standards are too. too yeah, high. Or your, yeah. <laughs> because in my area, dude, I can literally, I can promise you, I can fill a semi truck load. A fifty-three foot box trailer, full of strip every day of the year, three hundred and six, and just go ahead, go ahead. just nonstop, constant. Yeah, you know, but they're not all like forty-eight forties. No, like it's material no. that you have to break down. And stuff. Yeah, well, and that's important to to make note of, though. You know, like just because you need to repair a forty-eight forty, it does not necessarily mean that the starting piece of material needs to be that shape and size right right like i think Absolutely. that's a big point is that your your scrap and your um you know repair material can come from anywhere mm-hmm. and so that's where like haul off opportunities are huge right so you can make money on one clearing out their space but two you make money on selling a repaired pallet from that free free or material that you got paid to remove right. so it's a huge point, and I think um, I think that like a good thing to kind of to touch base on, right? And and let me be devil's advocate in this situation, right? Cores 
cores are something that are to be repaired. They can right. be repaired into an A or a B, correct? Yes. My thought and opinion was that cores could be used to break down and repair A's or B's because you can look at a pallet and somewhat determine what it would or could be. Right, absolutely. So, and there's companies so that I, do that. Yeah, there's like companies I would that personally... straight strip, you know, okay, we're going to take all these cores and just strip them out. Because okay, you already just... get your 40-inch deck boards. You mm -hmm. know, you might be able to recover one to two uh, uh, stringers on them. And there's mm -hmm. companies that do that. You know, they're like, oh, we, we do nothing but A's. You know, we do nothing but, you know, A's and B's. And if it's a core, then it just needs to be, you know, Break stripped it down, down and, and go. Right. Which is cool. Yeah. Um, my thing, though, is what we do is mm -hmm. we pick up a pallet that's 72 inches long, 40 inches wide. So we'll strip it completely out. And, and to me, being able to take an oversized pallet and use every square inch of that pallet is very important. Absolutely. You know, because I've had guys, you know, here lately – They've been posting, hey, man, I've got so and so, you know, somebody wants me to come pick up a thousand pallets, but I don't know what to do with them. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, you have to stand back and look, are they 4840s? Mm -hmm. You know, because to me, when people say, oh, I've got a thousand pallets and they're all standards, first of all, I know you're lying. Because <laughs> I'm going to go in there and I'm going to I'm gonna find something that's not a standard pallet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, and there's so you have combo. to be able to sit back and look at, okay, what can I do with this? What can I not do? You know, do I just want to haul them off to the landfill? I wish people wouldn't. Yeah. Um, even though, yes, wood is an organic material. It's a natural material. Um, there's things you can do with wood. You know, you can have it shredded. You can have it, uh, you know, you can repurpose it. Um, yeah, you know, it, there, there's pallets. so much you can do Yeah, with wood yeah. and to keep it out of the landfills. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's one thing that I think that our industry is, is very good at. Do you, is there a time and a place when you have to take something to the landfill because you just cannot yeah. do anything with it? Absolutely. Or you can have it shredded, find somebody that has, you know, a Rako shredder, you know, and they're shredding, you know, trees talk to them mm -hmm. some shredders yes you can shred pallets they do make uh pallet shredders mm -hmm. um, they actually Where do the make one yeah and they actually do make one that's that's fairly small it's it's a one pallet at a time mm -hmm. you know uh you just feed it through the top and it's got magnets in it and it takes all the nails oh, out cool. and you can shred it and nice. you know it's got a little hopper off to the side where you can fill the the big white bags um i don't know okay technical term for those but you know the bags that like seed and feed yeah, would come yeah, in yeah. And stuff. it's like I don't a potato sack kind yeah of. but okay. you can do that and then you can turn around and sell your and sell your chips. shredded material yeah man um, I, I think that's a great suggestion i think um the or or like strategic partnerships right mm -hmm. like if you don't have the means of getting those things yourself find somebody locally you made a good point like not every shredding company or, or like wood chipping or mulch company is going to be willing to accept pallets like i've i've gone through my fair share of trying to call people and them being like no because of the nails and mm -hmm. 
um, you know, sometimes it's the chemical treatment of the palates they don't know. So um, you never really know, but like the last thing I feel that you should try and do is, is just like throw it out, you know, like find Absolutely. some other means to dispose of this material other than just like putting it directly in the trash because um, yeah, there's just so many other uses for it. I feel like, and, and again, like if it's, if you're a small one man operation and like it's, it's difficult for you to do that, I can empathize and understand, but like still at least attempt, right? Like call your local fire department, see if they could use it, you know, like sometimes or, or fire Academy, you know, training mm -hmm. schools, they're always looking for, well, I don't want to say always, but seasonally they're looking for pallets or they're looking for wood material to burn so they can teach people how to put out fires. So right, like, give them right. a call. You or know, high schools uh, around here, man. We have high schools that do bonfires every year for the seniors. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. That's so cool. what I do is I'll contact them first of the year. Hey, when's your, when's your bonfire going to happen this year? Smart. You know, really smart. And so we can, you know, and I know that's like, oh my God. You're burning pallets. You're burning up the ozone layer and all stuff like that. But, you know, they're. You're burning like a small amount. And it's. Oh, also yeah. Like... It's, it's not like we're going out there and we're building, you know, we're not building the tower that was over in uh, Europe, you know, yeah. and they were like, oh, every pallet was a Chet pallet. And I'm like, I could, oh, I I could just, I, I could just hear, you know, just in the back of my head, Chet just was like cringing you know at the fact that oh my god they're burning our pallets yeah, you know yeah. and i think it was in ireland or something like that is where they were actually doing it it was at. like that like big like hexagonal tower yeah. right yeah i saw that thing and you see the guy like scaling it to like build this thing and i'm like mm -hmm. jesus no harness That's no terrifying yeah, yeah no thanks and it's, it, it was no, crazy but um, you know, there's there's ways to get around it. There's ways, you know, yeah. that you can properly dispose of a pallet. Mm -hmm. But going back to the grading, uh, yeah, B pallets, um, you know, they're they have you know plugs, blocks. Well, yeah. plug a plug and a block. I've come to determine are the same thing. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, one is just it's just the shape of it from my understanding right. like a plug a plug is i'm pretty sure they're they're honestly just the same thing yeah. a plug in my opinion maybe would just be like i don't know the actual half of a runner that's like plugged into place to fit it versus a block right well see i like... use i use uh when we do ours man i use a six inch block an 18 inch block and a 24 inch block Okay. Um, Travis and them use a 24 and an 18 with a notch. Okay. So, uh, and so, and I've used, I've done it their way and it's a lot faster. Okay. Because you're not having to deter, you know, you're not having to try to squeeze a, a, uh, 18 inch block into the middle of your pallet. Yeah. You know, you can just put a four, uh, 24 in there and, and go. Mm-hmm. But, and then, you know, I've got guys like Gary that, oh, if it's a busted runner, I'm cutting it out and I'm putting a new one in it. You know, he'll do anything okay. he so, can to make it yeah. a pallet. So, uh, but, you know, a B pallet is, can still be a GMA pallet mm -hmm. under the GMA guideline, just depending on how it was repaired. Okay. And so. As long as it fits. Right. Yeah, as long as it, it. it fits, you know, as long as they're structurally solid. 
you know, they may be a little bit grayer. They may be a little bit, you know, not up to par. You know, you're not going to send it, you know, light. So, like, my, uh, the tortilla company that I sell pallets to, Mm -hmm. you know, they buy both A and B grades. Their B grades they use to put on their trucks to, you know, go deliver pallets to restaurants and, Okay. Go deliver pallets, you know, say, you know, they have a, a small display and, you know, the guy has to come in and, you know, stock his display out and stuff. They'll put pallets, you know, B pallets on that or okay. they'll put their their material on the B pallets versus right. if they're sending, you know, their their product to a major uh, store chain, mm-hmm. you know, then where the store chain handles, you know, that product for them, all they're doing is just buying it. Okay, and then they got some high school kid coming in and stocking shelves, you right. know. So you have to navigate, you know. They ha- they have to understand, you know, what's an A pallet, what's a B pallet. Yeah. And and I teach them, and you know, and I really, and I love the food the the food aspect of the pallets because yes, your pallets can be worth more. Mm. Uh, you know, I've seen, you know used a pallets go for as high as new pallets yeah um depending on the situation yeah depending yeah. on the situation and stuff like that yeah. so you know you have a's b's cores uh your core pallets anything that really needs to be repaired you know to mm-hmm. me um some companies may allow you like a six inch break like you said earlier you know if you can pick a pallet up and you can move and you can pull it apart yeah, then it's it needs talking. to be repaired. yeah it's talking yeah Absolutely. You know, uh, you can give it the wiggle method. Right? <laughs> What's that? And so what you'll do is you'll take a pallet and you'll set it upright, and mm-hmm. you'll just move it. You'll wiggle it. Okay. Yeah. yeah and yeah. some pallets will move more than others, mm-hmm. but usually you can, you know, if if you're looking at it and you're wiggling it, you can see the loose boards. You can see what's broken. You know, stuff like that. So, you know, there <clears throat> there's a company I don't know who manufactures the stringers. But it's a it, their pallets have a groove in the center of it, where it's hmm. from the machine grabbing it and sending it down the line. Okay. And so if you look at it, you're like, oh my god, that whole thing's broken. But when you get up, and it's like, no, it's not broken. It's just a it's it's the way the machine has uh, grabbed the the board. Interesting. And so that gets a lot of people. Um, as far as the difference between. It, Oh, is, is hardwood versus pine? You know, that's yeah. another big question I get all the time, too. Is, is a hardwood pallet that's recycled worth more than a pine pallet? A recycled pallet's a recycled pallet. Yeah. doesn't matter say, the material. Doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, and, I think – go ahead. What were you going to say? And so, you know, now if you have a customer that says, hey, I prefer the hardwood pallets, separate there them you out. Go. You know, you learn, yeah. learn your – Definitely learn what material, what wood is, you know, your pallet's made out of. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, you go to pick up a pine pallet, you're going to know because it's lightweight. Right. You go pick up a hardwood pallet. That thing's going to be heavy. Yeah, it's going to have some <laughs> weight to it. Um, yeah. The pallets that I, I I get them every now and then, I don't get a whole bunch of them, mm-hmm. are the Canadian pallets. What is the Canadian pallet? They're orange interesting like painted are they blocked yeah no they're 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 a standard looking palette they're instead of being a two by four stringer they're thicker 
They're like a okay. four by four stringer almost, or a oh, four by three. I think I've but seen those. But they're orange in color. They have a Canadian maple leaf on the side of them. Well, I haven't. Seen I don't that. know what you guys in Canada are doing with those things, but those things <laughs> are heavy. And I'm not talking; they're heavier than chips. Like we got a guy in the group from Canada, so we can we can ask him. Okay, we can ask him. We can bring him on the podcast. That would be cool. Because, <laughs> like, and, dude, and what are you thing, doing? Though, like, you know, is this like the Canadian version of the chip? Yeah, because I, I these things, like, but dude, I I'm a big guy. I mean, I'm not like super super big. Yeah, but I struggle to pick those things up sometimes, and I'm just like, good lord. Do they have three runners, or do they have four runners? Three. Okay, I was gonna say because I've seen I've seen like what you've described, but with like four runners, mm-hmm. and those things were like super super heavy as well. So yeah, um, but I think that again, man, like it's gonna come up probably every single conversation that we have. This industry is like it's as niche as you want to make it. You mm-hmm. know, like if you want to be the standard guy, yeah, the money is definitely gonna be more consistent. There's gonna be more opportunity, I would say uh in regards to making like quick fast money through like selling to the pallet yard or selling to a customer like yeah 4840s are more common they are more prevalent they are the standard of the united states but at the same time once you get out there and you start talking to people like you'll realize that all of these different pallets exist and the grading still counts for all of them you know like grading still applies even if it's not a 4840, like it's still the same thing. Um, and I think that, that that's just like a big takeaway I, I feel should be said is that like the quality of the palette or the grade of the palette uh, and the way that you should grade it doesn't change just based off of um, the size of it, especially on something that's like larger. If there's cracks in a runner, like you're just that's sacrificing the structure of that, that, um, that palette or the integrity of it. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, and I had a, uh, well, last year we had a, a customer from Canada wanted mm-hmm. some custom built pallets to put some screening material on. And, nice. you know, it was, they had three different size screens. So we were going to build three different type pallets and they come back, well, let's just do one size. We can put our screen on. Little overhang's not going to hurt. Um, that pallet alone, that one single pallet, brand new was like a hundred and thirty four dollars a piece wow brand new lumber and we actually were able to go from 134 you're gonna think i'm nuts we were able to go from 130 124 dollar pallet to ten dollars dude using using pure recycled material i bet they wanted to kiss you (laughs) they they were happy but towards the end they kept wanting to change things and we finally just I walked I away from it because it, it just yeah. became too much of a headache. That's fair. I mean, I think customs can always kind of, you know, everybody's kind of deal searching when it comes to custom palettes. So um, it can be a pain in the butt. But that's incredible that you were able to save, potentially save them that much money through recycled material. Right. Um, and you were still going to be like like building those from, from scrap pretty yeah. much? Like, yeah, 100% recycled uh material you know nice. and, it, and it, it all falls back to knowing where to get that material mm-hmm. uh how to procure you know certain pallets to be able to build certain things you know they were like oh we would have been happy if you would have just 
you know, threw some short boards on there and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, that's not me, you know. Yeah, you, it's like you, you say a, those things. Yeah, until <laughs> you go to pick up this pallet and it completely falls apart. <clears throat> right. And so, right. you know, we just. Yeah. It, it all so, falls back to, you know, quality and quantity and stuff yes. like that. So Yeah, and I think that, like, we've definitely, uh, for those of you listening, you know, if you feel as though we haven't done uh, a good enough job explaining things, please write your comments uh, down below if you're on YouTube. And then if you're listening to us on Spotify, feel free to shoot me an email and, you know, ask us to kind of dive into this deeper. Um, but... I feel as though, you know, like we've gone over grading enough. I think that uh, a good transition would kind of go back into, like we discussed possibly like equipment that would take, because so far we've gone through different grades, kind of how to grade, I think maybe like a sorting process for yourself. Like, what do you personally do when it comes to uh, sorting your pallets? Like you go pick up a bunch of pallets and you come home uh, or you come back to your facility, like, how do you go about sorting them? Do you sort them on the trailer still? And then as you're taking them out, do you put them in the stacks from there? Or do you just get everything off and sort it from there? Um, typically, we'll sort coming off the trailer. Um, okay. You know, your A's, your B's, your cores. Mm -hmm. um, Travis and them, they'll completely unload a trailer and then sort them out. Okay. Um, it just depends on, you know, your manpower, what you have. You know, space. if you have a forklift, you know, and you can yeah. just afford to, okay, I'm going to unload them. We'll sort them later. You know, a lot yeah. of yards will do that. Uh, some yards pay per piece. Almost all yards pay per piece. But when mm -hmm. I say per piece, you know, they're willing to, to, you know, like Travis and them, where they're willing to shut down the line, take five guys out in the yard. All right, guys, we're going to sort through these pallets. Uh, you know, okay. Corey, you brought us 200 A's today with, you know, 50 B's and 100 cores, you know. So I know how much I'm getting paid, you know, mm -hmm. versus some yards play a, pay a flat fee, you know. Like for me, I pay a flat fee when people bring me pallets, you know. You and pay. I'll pay, I'll you pay, pay $3. I pay, yeah, I pay a $3 flat fee. You know, you bring me a hundred pallets, I'm going to give you 300 bucks, uh, okay, you know, or, you know, whatever it equates to and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Now, have there been loads that I said, yeah, I'm not buying. Oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> it happens. You know, well, the thing is, though, is people are, you know, people will sit there and say, oh, I, uh, I've got, I got all these pallets. I need to, you know, I want to sell them to you. Okay, cool. You know, send me pictures, bring them by, uh, you know, and let's, you know, we'll, we'll look at them, you know, yeah, because, it has to benefit because, you know, you. where I live, we're very blessed. You know, we have, uh, man, we have the oil and gas industry. We have farming, we have cattle ranches, we have dairies, uh, you know, we have manufacturing companies, we have yeah, companies Texas that do, has it as it all <laughs> yeah yeah we have we have the 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 like everything economy yeah you know some some company like for instance i can go down to midland odessa and people mm -hmm. think i'm crazy and i tell them this all the time you can go down to midland odessa texas and pick up 100 pallets a day guaranteed 
because they're not a manufacturing city. Mm. Stuff comes in, it gets used, pallets get stacked to the side, and then they gotcha. don't have anything to do with them. Gotcha. You know, so then that's where guys like me, where we we get to thrive because you can go in and talk to them and be like, hey, man, I see you got, you know, a couple stacks of pallets out there. You know, do y'all need them? Do you need them hauled off? Uh, you know, and some, some companies would be like, oh, yeah, man, uh, we, we'll take care of them ourselves. You know, and then you start explaining, well, you know, here's my business card. Here's my flyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what we do. Uh and stuff like that. And then next thing you know, your the boss man's like, oh, well, wait a minute. I ain't got to go pay these two knuckleheads to go screw off for eight hours. Yeah. When you can yeah. just, pay, you're, you're just willing to take them. Yeah. I mean, haul them off, you know, and, you know, I've, I've heard the comments, you know, where people have said, oh, well, the day of free pallets are gone. I don't think That's the day right. of free pallets will ever be gone. I think it depends no. on your, yeah. your supplier. Yes, and how your area, you, your area, and how you approach them. Absolutely. Uh, you know, the thing that makes my market harder here is we have mm-hmm. fifteen pallet companies, right? You know, ranging from yeah. the individual small guy. You know, there's guys that are smaller than me. You know, I'm not a big pallet company. I'm not a, you know, multi million dollar a year, you know, facility where where five, you know, they have five warehouses and. 10 yeah. trucks and 200 trailers and, you know, stuff like that. You know, I'm, I'm the, I'm the independent guy, but I'm not, you know, the, the small, small, small guy that's just going yeah. out picking up 20, 30 pallets a day. And oh, okay, I'm just going to run them over to the yard. You know, I might make 30, 40, 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy with that. And, you know, what made, what makes it hard for me is, you know, everybody's like, oh, you know, every, every to me, everybody has an addiction. My addiction is money. So I want more and want more and want more and want more. Yeah. So for me to go out and pick up 50 pallets is depressing yeah. to me because I oh, sit back and I, and I look at my trailer and I'm like, man, I know that thing could hold 250 pallets. Yeah. You know, why am I not picking up 250 pallets a day? Why am I yeah. not doing 200 pallets a day or 100 pallets a day? You know, and so, you know, we have to sit there and and it, this company is, or this business is scalable depending on where you want to go and how you want to do it. And I've Mm -hmm. talked to guys like that. And when people come to me and they're like, oh, I want to learn the business. What do you want to achieve? What do you want out of this? Yeah. You know, uh, you're going to put some work in. You're definitely going to put some work in. You're going to put some time in. You're going to put some energy you know, into, into, into scaling a business, you know, yeah, you could yeah. go out and get the loans and, you know, buy the semi trucks, buy all the equipment and stuff and start, you know, start right out the gate like that. But you're going to, you're going to spend an easy million dollars. Yeah, man. Or and you it, can and... be that guy that with an S 10 pickup and works his way up to having a semi truck in a bigger yard in a facility and guys that work for you and, and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, I uh, to to that point, I kind of want to reference something that happened uh, to me yesterday. I was reached out by an individual, or reached out to by an individual um, in the group, but then I, I they they contacted me through my email, so I'm assuming that they like went to my site and went from there. Um, but you know, his initial 
question was like, do you offer consulting? And I was just straight up with them where I was like, no, I don't. But at the same time, like, uh, let's have a conversation, you know, like, let's kind of talk first and see. And if you personally feel as though you could gain something from, you know, paying me to consult with you, then great. But at the same time, like, I'm not going to take your money just just because I, I know something. Right. And so, like, we sat and talked for like a good hour and, um, you know, started off the conversation where it's just kind of like, what do you know? What what kind of experience do you have? Where does your knowledge come from? And, you know, he kind of told me, like, he's he's knowledgeable on the side of, uh, like, a, you know, overview of the actual business, but he, he's never, like, gone into it. And, you know, his mindset was like, I kind of want to go into brokering first. And I said, the first thing that you should do is go into your area and start talking to people about pallets and see if it makes sense for you to go and pick them up and like sell them to the pallet yard. And from there, like you'll get that experience. You'll learn how to grade pallets. You'll learn, you know, like what, what sizes are out there and why certain people and businesses buy certain sizes and grades and, you know, everything that goes along with it. And, and then, you know, if you decide to move into brokering from there, um, you'll, you'll have more knowledge and more experience going into it. And, he was very receptive and very appreciative and I was appreciative of, of, of him reaching out to me in the first place and kind of asking me. But um, yeah, my, my, my takeaway from this conversation is that like somebody who's new, somebody who's looking to get started, somebody who's like unsure uh, in relation to this conversation of grading, I think that going out there and, and picking up pallets and, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, talking to people and talking to different businesses, uh, especially when you are like starting fresh is going to be the best way to kind of build up that, uh, your knowledge, because then if you do decide to, to move into this brokering side of the business, um, like, like I said, like, you know, what you're talking about, you've kind of done it yourself. You've, you've been to the pallet yards, you know what it takes to repair the pallets. You can respect and appreciate, you know, why they have to charge as much as they do and why brokering is like very much more a, a volume based game versus um you know like a, a price per pallet based game you know like well, it's very the pallet industry in a whole whole is all about volume yeah you yeah. know it's, should, it's all about how many yeah. pallets can i move at mm-hmm. one time and yeah. you know it may it may work out where you know you have that guy that he's comfortable selling 100 pallets a week right or he's comfortable yeah. selling you know 500 pallets a week or you know however it sees you know i've been very blessed um you know there's times where you know they'll call a certain company and you know they'll sit there and say oh i just need 20 30 pallets Mm -hmm. or i need 100 pallets i don't need a semi truck load of pallets you know, and that's where the smaller companies get to shine. You yeah. know, that's where the small independent pallet guy gets to really yeah. network and shine because, you know, 4840 camps, you know, they want to sell, they want to sell that semi truckload. Yeah. They want to sell multiple semi truckloads. Yeah. They want to sell, you know, they want, they want you to commit to 10 truckloads over the next month. Right. Versus, right. oh, well, you know, I'm just, 
Bob's Bakery, and right. you know we package this and we ship it out. You know, I just need a hundred pallets, or I just need, you know, I, this is my weekly order. I know I need ten pallets, so mm-hmm. let me just go grab ten pallets. And there are, I mean, you can individually go up and buy, you know, ten pallets, you know, from a pallet yard, but they're not going to ship them to you. Yeah, you know? yeah, like you have to get them yourself, right? And so, you know, or you call, like, if, if a guy calls me and says, hey, I just need 100 pallets. Cool. You know, A's, B's, you know, what do you need? You know, and then, you know, I start asking them questions. What are you putting it on? Where is it going? Mm-hmm. Because you have to educate your customer, customers also. Yeah. You know, like falling yeah. back to the, the Canadian company, you know, mm-hmm. they, uh, you know, their their mindset was, oh, it's heat-treated lumber, I can still ship it across the Canadian border, and you can't without paperwork and a heat-treat stamp. So educating your customer on that level is, you know, is taking it to to that next level of, okay, making them understand that this is a process. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a flow that has to happen. You know, we meet. We discuss the process. We discuss, okay, this is what you want. This is what you need. This is what you're putting on it. Uh, and, you know, start, starting the price point and, and knowing what what lumber cost is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, I typically will go off of what, like Home Depot and Lowe's. Like recycled lumber uh, is typically about half the price of what uh, new lumber costs. Now, I do have an advantage that some people don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have, you know, like Travis and Tom and them, they mentor me. They have, I've had some really great mentors and some really great teachers in this industry. Yeah. Um, and, you know, very blessed that I get to sit here and actually talk about them and, and you know, and do they do that with everybody? Yes. Like, they want, and, well, that's the thing, though, man. It's like they want because if you're selling them pallets, they want you to understand, and they want yeah. you to know what you're looking at, yeah, and what you're, you know, what you're bringing to the table, and how it can make their life, you know, easier. Because okay, now you're not, you know, you're repairing them, you're bringing them A's, you're bringing them B's, you know, and so they they will teach you what to look for, how to grade, uh. And everybody that's at, you know, L&L Pallets in Milshu, Texas, you know, even even just in the L&L company itself have always been fantastic with me. Uh, they want you to learn. They want you to, to be better. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll never forget my first check. It was $13 because I thought pallets were pallets. <laughs> and that's when I learned they weren't. And so we, yeah. you know, and here we are six years later. And, you know, I'm, I'm rocking it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so, awesome, dude. That's awesome. But kind of going off of, you know, back to, you know, grading and stuff like that, you can do it so many different ways. Nobody yeah. grades based off the GMA guide, you know, to a point they do, but they don't. Because if you follow the GMA guidelines to the T, you're going to have – you know, three levels of A's, you know, three levels of B's because they do have, you know, when you see a pallet that has a block in it, 
automatically you think B pallet. Mm-hmm. But they do allow, they have what they call a one block A. And what a one block A is, is a pallet that only has one repair block in the whole thing. So, but still, it's like it's so confusing at that point because it's like, it why is, would you it, not just, it, yeah, you know, consider it to be at that point? Yeah, just well, and that's why nobody everybody. really like is like dead set hardcore. Yeah, we're gonna, you know, yeah, we're gonna do it this way and you know stuff like that. Now, you know, when you talk triple A, double A, double A palette, yes, it's still an A palette, but it's not. It doesn't have the, uh, it's not as clean. Oh, I wouldn't say clean. It's not as bright. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't like look fresh. new. Yeah, it's not fresh. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it's just, it's understanding what your customers want and what they yeah, expect. Yeah, talk to your people. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's nice when you can sit there and say, okay, you know, is there an industry standard? There is an industry standard, but everybody has to adapt mm-hmm. their business and their customers to a standard, you know, and it's a very, I like that because, like the way you said that because there's, there's things that you can sit there and say, uh, how do I put this? <laughs> Well, okay, so, so like migrating, yeah. You know, I've been told that I'm too hard on migrating. That's that a good thing. I though, grade, probably. I grade way harder because to me, if you know, like Travis and them, they'll allow you like a six inch break if they can pull mm-hmm. it apart and it doesn't talk, then it's good. Okay. To me, if it has a break, it's a core. It needs to yeah. be repaired regardless. Whether you're yeah. repairing it with corrugated staples, staples, mending plates. Or you're cutting it out and uh, replacing it wholly as a as a unit. So, well, may I make this point because I feel as though it's fairly valid. Is that you sell on the smaller scale? So, like the the pallets that your customers are using, like that's not to say that you know the people that you're referencing. Uh, their pallets don't get used, you know, each individual pallet still is going to get used, but it's the volume in which the customer is purchasing, right? In which they might allow something like that. So if you're selling, you know, a hundred pallets, that customer needs every single one of those hundred pallets to be the grade in which you've told them. Right. But they're buying 600, 500, whatever is, is fitted into that, the tractor trailer that they're purchasing. Right. There's a little bit more flexibility. Yeah, like sure, you could have a A or B grade, or you know, or you could have multiple pallets that might not fit a certain grade in some people's eyes. But at the same time, like they're they're it's almost like expected. I feel like at that at that level, you know, like I know these two guys, um, Austin and Vinny, the uh, really good dudes in, in New Jersey, and like when they were starting out. Um, selling like tractor trailer loads with this one business that they found, they were making uh, their customers aware of like, Hey, 70% of these are going to be in good. 75% are going to be in good condition. Other 25% might be, you know, different kind of palette, different grade of palette. So 
they intentionally sold at a lower price or it was like the same price as it should have been, but they just lessened the volume or like the mm-hmm. quantity. So they might sell 550, but they're only going to charge the customer for 490 pallets or right, something absolutely. like that to and, make, to make up for that. Right. And absolutely. And you know, uh, that all falls back to, you know, knowing your customer, understanding, exactly. teaching your customer, respecting yeah. your customer. Um, I tell my customers all the time, you know, if you buy in large volume, because I have customers that, you know, they want 100, 200, 300, 400 pallets at a time, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, okay, cool. I'll bring you 200, you know, and when we do that, it's okay, cool. Let me bring you 200 pallets. Let me bring you 200 pallets. And, you know, and then you have to tell, I tell them all, I guarantee my pallets. I'll put a warranty on my pallets. I don't care. You know, if, if you get a pallet from me and you cannot use it because I let something slide through, set it to the side, call me. I will replace that pallet. You know, I will stand yeah. behind the pallets that I, that I sell, you know. And to me, that's, that comes back to taking pride in what you do in, in this industry. And, you know, can I sit there and say that every – uh, every transaction I've ever done has been clean, clear, perfect. By no means, no. You no. know, there's there's things that have come up to where I just have to walk away. You know, and it it sucks because you know you you can sit there and you can do the math all day long and man, I could make eighty, I could make a hundred, I could make two hundred thousand dollars this year off of this mm-hmm. one customer. But at the end of the day, is it really worth it? Yeah. You know, I got a, I got so, an example I can, I can share with you. If, is there something else you wanted to add? No, or, go ahead. Can I? All right. So um, when I was going out uh, I was, I was looking for like consistent haul off opportunities. Right. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, fortunately uh, I came across this like, uh, what was it? It was like a, it was like a business complex, you know, like a bunch of different warehouses, but it was just one building. Um, and they actually had like a, a pallet yard. So like any of the businesses within that complex would all just like dump their pallets in this designated area. Mm-hmm. And they wanted somebody to, to like consistently come by and, and pick up the pallets. And, and I was like, okay, no problem. Like, let me kind of go through, let me sort it and see like what I'm dealing with, how many truckloads it's going to take for me to clear it out entirely and then kind of like we can start fresh from there and i remember like i i went there the first day and i started cleaning everything out and then as i was like moving stuff around like people were like actively bringing stuff out there still and like some were pallets and then this one guy brought like just like junk out there and i was like what why are you doing that like isn't this area designated for pallets and he's like well yeah but we can kind of like do what we want with it and so like as i was like getting further back into the junk pile of pallets there was like a toilet seat and like an old like mini fridge and like all this stuff and i like went to the guy and i was like hey like there's there's junk there's like trash in there like Mm -hmm. i don't deal with that stuff um you're gonna have to take responsibility and like clear it out And, and he's like coming back at me and he's like no 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 like you said you were going to clear that place out. Like that's, that's what we agreed to. And I was like, no, I agreed. I would pick up the 
pallets. Right. That's it. Uh, so it ended up being one of those situations where I had to walk away from it because I was like, I cleaned up the pallets and that was it. And then he got upset that I didn't take anything else. And I said, look, like that's, that's it. That's all I got. Um, it wasn't the most beneficial situation anyway. There was like massive, massive uh, pallets that they had like paper that came on them or something like that. And a lot of like weird odd sizes or like Frankenstein pallets that had been like, you know, one part here and another piece of a pallet here and they put it together to ship whatever they needed to. It was insane there was maybe like 10 4840s in there so i was just like okay this isn't worth it i'd be like all right guys y'all are paying me to to do this and usually when i do that and i will actually talking about like shopping centers and stuff like that guys Mm -hmm. don't you know don't just go behind a store and pick up pallets go talk to the managers um even even if you have to find out who owns that shopping center yeah. And because I have done that, I have reached out to, you know, big corporations that own mm-hmm. these shopping centers and, you know, I'll sit there and be like, hey, I'm in your area. I pick up pallets. I noticed that, you know, the back of this, your back of this one store that's attached to your, your shopping center has all these pallets. Um, mm-hmm. The, the uh, manager doesn't want to get rid of them. They're just, you know, it's a fire hazard. And 90% of the time, whoever you're talking to will be like, yeah, we told them to get rid of them. You know, they don't need them yeah. there. They are a fire hazard. And when you tell a business that they're a fire hazard, dude, it's like instant click. They listen. Yeah, go, yeah. Get them, go get them off the property. Yeah, that's you insurance. Know? That's a huge issue. Right. Like that's, and so yeah. that that's where it comes back to educating the, the owners of the property and, and stuff like that and bringing them – into like the, the the spectrum of okay you know they're the problem and i'm here to fix it mm-hmm. do you have to charge every customer that you pick pallets up from no yeah, you know i take the, i take the good getting. bad and i look at you know like you said look at it can can i make money off this uh off this haul off now there are sometimes I'll be like, look, it's twenty dollars a load, it's fifty dollars a load, just depending on if I want to make gas money and some lunch, you know. Okay. And <laughs> they're forty eight forty, so you know that you can sell them. Sometimes they're oversized. Okay. okay. Um, you know, my typical haul offs are usually like oversized pallets, undersized okay. pallets. Uh, gotcha. But typically on those, it depends on the customer. Yeah. Um, I can sit there and say, okay, cool. I can, I know I can sell these pallets for this, or I can sell that pallet for this, or I can strip it out and make material out of it. And so to me, that's one of the bigger, the bigger things mm-hmm. is being able to do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like going on site, grading yeah. the pallets, determining what's there. Yeah. You know, calculating. You know, okay. Ooh. If there's 48 40s, I know I can make this much off of it. And I think that's a, that's a good point. Um, I'm almost kind of like, you know, I feel like we've, we've touched a lot here. I feel like there's a lot of good, um, discussion. Uh, I personally, like the way we're going, I almost feel like next episode, it would be a great transition into, uh, facilities, businesses that you could check out different types of businesses. 
we could kind of talk about and share like our own experience of places that we've gone to and the results that we got from it. So I think that, is there anything else that you think you might want to add to, to the conversation before maybe we um, close out here? Well, man, we talked about grading, but we never really talked about the tools, you know, I know you're, I you're, thought you're, about that. <laughs> your basic tools guys, an air compressor. Um, yeah. Honestly, it depends on how you want to go about it. Um, yeah. You can go buy the big fancy air compressor. You can go buy, you know, and it's funny because, you know, the other, other day we were talking about Sawzalls, and I said Walmart's mm-hmm. $35 Sawzall. Walmart makes, or HyperTuff, I'm going to say Walmart because that's like an exclusive brand to them. Right. Has a little uh, – what is it? It's a Briggs and Stratton air compressor, a little okay. bitty black, you know, portable air compressor. That thing will actually run a pallet nail gun. You can pick one up for like 50, 60 bucks. Okay. So, you know, you can of go the air compressors, yeah. 50, 60. Yeah. Okay. So you gotcha. can, you know, you can go, you know, buy a nail gun, uh, pawn shops. Mm-hmm. Um, Typically, you can buy a cheap nail gun from them. Uh, usually, when we talk like pallet nails, uh, when you're talking nail guns on those, try to find a nail gun that is used for fencing, okay. not roofing. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, then you have, of course, you have your corrugated staplers, your standard staplers. Uh, no brad nails, guys. Don't use brad nails to repair pallets that's not cool uh and so uh let's see sawzalls hammers a good good solid hammer yeah um you know tape measure always i always carry a tape measure with me in the truck because you know dude yeah in the truck and like on my hip oh yeah you needed two not, not only that but like so, like, you can go out, like, in my area, you know, I said we have a bunch of agriculture stuff. Loveland Products. I'm going to I'm gonna rag on them for a little bit. Uh-oh. Be careful. <laughs> bad. <laughs> no, it's not bad. It's their pallets are very manipulative. Oh, okay. Because what do you mean? <laughs> when you see a Loveland Product pallet uh-huh. from far away, you're like, man, like I've pulled up on location. It's like, man, there's a thousand forty eight forties out here. Oh. Nope. It's a Loveland product. And they put their name on the side of the palette, so you'll know mm. if it's a Loveland product palette. Okay. They're what size are they? An inch, like an inch shorter both directions. Oh. So it's like a thirty nine by forty seven. Gotcha. So it's just enough to make you have a good day, mm-hmm. but it's just That's... enough to to make you upset, but you can, you, and I've tried to reach out to them years ago and tried to, Hey man, yeah. I, you know, I come across your pallets all the time. Would y'all be willing for me to pick them up and sell them back to y'all? Or, you know, have mm-hmm. a, have a location where y'all can come and pick them up. Never heard anything back from them. So okay. I was like, all right, cool, whatever, you know, we'll, we'll strip them out and, you know, do this or you can find, well, I would say you could find somebody that could use them. The problem is, is, you cannot use those pallets for food grade because what? it's a chemical company. Uh, they do uh, agriculture uh, chemicals and stuff like that. Gotcha. So, you know, and that's another, that's where it comes back to grading and knowing what came on that pallet. 
mm-hmm. you know, if pesticides came on that pallet, obviously it does not need to be in a food grade environment. Right. And right. so, you know, a good hammer, good air compressor, um, nails. Um, I use Southern Carlson to buy my nails from guys are, uh, they actually own Bostage. Okay. Um, so, you know, those guys, when you go into Southern Carlson, man, you're, you're talking to like the leading industry experts. Like you can tell them what you're doing. They're going to have a, have a nail for it. Uh, you know what we could do too, um, afterwards, like, and obviously this is between you and I, but I will also share it with everyone. It's just like in the YouTube description, I can, uh, put links to the products that you're discussing as well, just to kind of give people examples of things to look at as well. So everybody who has now heard me say that I'm going to do that. You know, all <laughs> of the products that they were discussing here are the things that you specifically use. Right. I'll just post them at the bottom of the YouTube video so you can find them uh, and just reference them, use them examples of, of things to go off of, you know, cause like the reason that you use them is because of the certain specifications. So if somebody decides that maybe they want to spend a little less, a little more money, as long as they know, I think, you know, nail size that they should be able to use air compression and pressure levels. And and that's the nice thing about it. You know, the reason why I use the IC60 Bostitch nail gun with the Bostitch uh, screw shank uh, 0.086 by, you know, one and three quarters, because that was a nail. That was the, uh, at the time when I got into this, that was a mm-hmm. setup that Travis and them were using. Okay. And so I would build, you know, I would build some A's to offset, you know, my loads and stuff like that. And to me, if you're going to build pallets as a smaller guy, you and, and you're selling them directly to a pallet yard, find out what nails they use, find out what nail guns they use. Great. Um, sometimes they'll idea. even be like, hey, man, you know, we've got this extra nail gun. I'll sell it to you. That's a good point. Uh, or, you know, hey, man, I'll sell, I'll provide your nails at, at this cost. And what that does is that lessens the issue, you know, if somebody goes to pick that pallet up, you mm-hmm. know, then they, they're getting that same quality. You know, when they're buying a pallet from you, you yeah. know, their customers isn't, aren't going to question, well, did this pallet really come from? you know, Joe Jack Jim's pallet yard, you know, it, it's, just, you know, they, they can take a pallet from Joe Jack Jim and they can take your pallet and set them next to each other. And they're yeah. not going to notice the difference in the nails and the type of nails. And to me, that's very important. That falls back to, uh, being responsible. You know, I want my pallets to look like their pallets because they sell a lot of pallets. Yeah. You know, and that's a good point. So, yeah. Uh, you know, talk to your pallet yards. You know, sometimes yeah. they'll offer, uh, you know, they, they may be able to get you a better price than, you know, say Southern Carlson or, you know, whoever you're buying your nails from and stuff like that. Uh, you know, when you're talking, you know, like Travis and them, they buy semi truckloads of pallet nails. You know, they're not like me where I go buy, you know, 10 boxes at a time. Right. You know, and spend 800 bucks. You know, where they're buying a semi truckload where they're getting 28 to 30 pallets of pallet nails. nails. And you're talking, 
you know, 30, 40 boxes, if not more per pallet, you know, so that's a lot of nails. Yeah, it is a lot of nails. (laughs) And, you know, and that's the thing though, ask them, you know, ask your, your pallet company that who you're selling to, you know, if you're selling to a bigger pallet company, ask them what pallets they go through. Ask, you know, sometimes, you know, they, they may have a seasonal where they have one customer once a year may buy nothing but 48 48s or 40 by 40s or 42 by 42s. Mm-hmm. And, you know, put those to the side and just let them know, hey, I have them. When you need them, let me know and I'll bring them to you. Yeah. If you can afford to do that, if you can afford to, ha- and, and you have the space, you know, uh, then, you know, then you're opening yourself up to other markets, you know, because you're not just that standard 48, 40 pallet guy anymore. You're that, you know, okay, they know they can call me, hey, I, I need a 40 by 40. I need a 36 by 36. I need a mm-hmm. 45 by 45, 48, 48. Um, you know, I keep, different i keep different sizes on hands i keep the the 48 40s obviously the 48 48 45 by 45 42 by 42 40 by 40 like i mean 30 by 30 36 by 36 um and then we keep some yeah. odd stuff you know we keep the the 40 48 and everybody gets those two confused a 40 48 and a 48 40 are not the same palette yeah you know uh, a 40 one's width and one's length yeah <laughs> So a forty a forty eight forty is a standard palette. A mm-hmm. forty forty eight is typically going to be your concrete palette, your uh, brick palettes, your palettes from like Featherlight, uh, Acme, mm-hmm. Those, uh, um, Quickcrete. I'm trying to think. It's like it's right there. Uh, they are like a tool company. Harbor Freight. Harbor Freight uses a lot of them as well. When oh, really? I would pick up pallets, yep. When I would pick up pallets from Harbor Freight, they would have like some standards, but majority mm. of their stuff were two way, uh, forty by forty eights. So oh, they were wow. always like, yeah, they were always wide, yeah. And and that's the thing though, because like down here, a lot of the Harbor Freights here, uh, mm-hmm. do nine blocks. I get a lot of nine blocks from forty from uh, Harbor Freight. And it's and, like probably just what are they? Uh, it's probably the same thing. But go ahead, sorry. Yeah, and so like they, you know, and that's another thing is not being afraid to talk to to people about mm-hmm. their pallets. Yeah. But and understanding that you know, uh, does every pallet have a purpose? Well, obviously it was built for a purpose. Right. Um. You know, if you want to go to the extremes and pick up pallets. And find out where what came on that pallet, what company you know sent that pallet out, and try to reach back out to them. Cool, you know if if it's doable, you know. Um, some of this stuff, you know, comes in from China. Obviously, they they don't want your pallets back. You well, know, it's not, not going to be buying, the easiest to get yeah. them back there. You know? Yeah, you know, they're not buying <laughs> Connex containers of pallets. Uh, no, you no, know? definitely not. So. Uh, some companies do. I know there's guys that are in the European market mm-hmm. that will ship back e- uh, the EPAL pallets. Wow. Okay. The, the European pallets. And, um, man, we can go to a whole nother level of, of talking about European pallets because that, oh, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother yeah. ball game. Um, yeah. if you're in the, if you're in the European pallet business, 
man, reach out to us because yeah, we would definitely. love to, to learn. I would love to learn more about that because I know mm-hmm. you have like, I always thought there was just like, you know, the CP1, CP2, CP3s. Uh, and then I found out, no, man, we go all the way up to like a CP9, 10, and 12. And I'm like, okay, hmm. well, what's the difference? Yeah. You know, educate yeah. me what, what, it, what the difference is because I know, I know what a CP1, CP2, and a CP3 look like. And mm-hmm. you know what they are and stuff like that, but you know, talking about the whole the whole broad spectrum of you know different uh, different types of palettes, you know, yeah, where where their use is versus where like our uses are. You know, in America, everything's forty eight forty. We want those standard palettes, guys, mm-hmm. but everything is different over in Europe because you know we have wider roads here, we have bigger trucks. You know, and I yeah. always I always find it very funny when I see like a, a video of like Europe and somebody's towing a trailer. I'm like, you guys have trailers over there. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. And so it's it's very, you know, to learn that aspect and stuff like that'd be really cool. Yeah, but, I completely agree. I would uh, I would love to have that. Yeah, guys, talk to your pallet yards and just see what they're using, you know. They'll Agreed. provide, they can provide you, you know, say, Hey, do you have any extra guns or, mm-hmm. you know, can you sell me this gun? Can you sell me some nails, you know, and, and don't just be like, well, I want to buy them from you directly. Yeah, yeah. Just be like, like Hey, I'm trying it. to match your quality, your quantity, you know, your quality. Yeah. And so you go from there and some of them are going to be really cool. Some of them are going to be, you know, really apt Not to so nice. help. Yeah. Apt <laughs> to help you out. Yeah. And stuff like yeah. that some so, will not yeah some, some will, will be not. like no you know we don't and stuff like that like with with travis and them i could buy nails and stuff from them but what travis did is he was like here go talk to this guy go talk to adam at southern carlson in lubbock texas and tell him i sent you tell him what you need and they'll get you fixed up and nice. been doing that ever since so yeah like network talk mm-hmm. to people this is this is meant, well, not meant, my perspective and Corey's as well, because, you know, you're a big advocate for community and, and like, you know, uh, helping people and talking to people as am I, uh, is, is like, talk to the people around you. And like, mm-hmm. I think there's a fear sometimes with, uh, you know, reaching out to somebody and seeming like you don't know what you're talking about. But I think that's kind of the beauty in it is when you can like humble yourself like I say it in the group all the time with people where like somebody the other day was like, you're the boss. And I was like, no, man, like I am here to just simply help you guys out. And, mm-hmm. you know, like you guys are the real heroes. And he's like, and that's why you're the boss. And I was like, you know, I, I sent him a gif from uh, letter Kenny. And it was just like, <laughs> allegedly, Oh yeah, <laughs> but you know, but well, and that's cause... the thing though. Like, you know, I had a, I had a customer one day come up to me, you know, we were selling them some recycled two by fours. Mm hmm. And the kid showed up, and I'm like, oh, you're the boss, you know, because he was the one paying me. So to me, he's the boss. And mm-hmm. he was like, no, nah, man, there's only one boss, and he's up upstairs. And I was like, you know, yeah, you're right, but, you know, we're not going to get into that. Yeah. Uh, and then he yeah, ghosted yeah. me. So I was like, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I got I got your two-by-fours cut. If you come pick them up, yeah. you come pick them up. They're okay. just sitting there. But, you know, the thing is, though, is, is community is everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, are there pallet guys that no don't don't ask me questions don't you know 
of course, of course. You know, cool. Me personally, you know, I'll teach you, I'll train you, I'll I'll show you what I can show you because of what I know. Mm-hmm. I will show you what I've learned. Um, I won't tell you who my customers are. <laughs> That's fair. And <laughs> have I? Will I say have I ever? told people where to get pallets from absolutely mm-hmm. you know i was not i you know i gave this kid named edward i grew up with him mm-hmm. well one day i'm cruising around town picking up pallets and next thing i see this little ford ranger picking up pallets and i'm like okay who's somebody, the somebody yeah who's my con <laughs> who, who's moving in you know who, who's trying to pick up pallets well one day yeah. i saw him at the pallet yard and i was like dude what the hell are you doing yeah he's like oh man I'm, I'm trying to get into this and you know, I'm, I'm learning it, but it's a slow process. And I'm like, cool, man, I'll, I'll, I'll teach you what I need to know. I'll show you what I know. Nice. And so I ended up giving him a roadmap of our town and oh, like awesome. where I pick up pallets at. And every okay. once in a while, he'd be like, dude, I can't find no pallets. I'm like, yeah, because I already picked them up. <laughs> so, beat you. <laughs> yeah, beat you to them, man. I'll give you a roadmap, you know, but just know that, you know, I'm going to be out there grinding just as hard and yeah. just as fast. It's like the uh, what's it the guy kill commercial with the the dollar on the fishing pole. Oh you gotta yeah, be quicker than that. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. So you know, to me, it's it's all about community. It's all about networking. Yeah. Um. Building building up the next you know the next guy to to come in because ultimately you know I would love for somebody to show up and be like hey man just let me buy you out. You know, let me buy your pallet yard from you. Let me buy your company and, and all your contacts and stuff like that. Cool. You know, shoot, give me $200,000 and I'm walking. <laughs> yeah. You ain't getting my truck. Yeah. You ain't getting my trailer. But, uh, you know, I'll but walk away from else. that and I'll go do something yeah. else, you know. And, well, and I think – go ahead. Go ahead. And so, you know, with that being said, uh, guys, if somebody asks you a question – teach them train them build them up you don't have to tear the guy apart you, mm-hmm. you don't have to be a, an asshole yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah you know you don't have to give them you know your customer list you don't have to tell them you know where you specifically get pallets at you know i can tell you hey man go to midland odessa texas i'm not going to tell you where to pick them up from but right. you can go down there and find pallets all day long yeah you know? and, and, so, and i th- and and you know, I, I want to say this, and I think it's, it's I mean it in the, like, politest form, but, like, I'm more than willing to help. You're more than willing to help. But the biggest thing is, like, you have to be willing to help yourself. And, like, oh, absolutely. you know, like, we're nobody's going to be able to do anything for you. Nobody's going to hold your hand. Like, the only thing that, that we can do is purely provide suggestions and some sort of guidance and direction in which you can, can pursue this to develop yourself develop your business and grow it um everything else is up to you you know so like at the end of the day if you're just looking for a handout like again politely like it's not going to happen you know like nobody's just going to do that for you i'm more than willing to spend the time talking to somebody on the phone but like at the end of the day i know where i stand in in my situation and it's that i purely come from a place of of knowledge experience and just sharing you know i'm not gonna be the one to do anything for you because i can't you know i I think that's the biggest takeaway is like you you know giving your time to these people and and conversations it's like i think that um 
yeah, I think that like what I'm trying to say is that ultimately like there's tons of information and, and people who are willing to help. Sometimes it's not always said or brought up in the best of ways, but um, you know, like just people are trying, people are trying to make something of themselves, gives them, give themselves something to be proud of, to, to wake up to every single day and be excited to do. And you know, like think back to why you started and, and why you're doing what you're doing, because that person could be pursuing that same passion and that same mindset. And so I think that as a community, all we should be willing to do is, is to support each other, to help each other. Like I said, you're not going to have to do anything for somebody, but like, just be willing to give them a, a sense that like, there's people who like care about what they're trying to do and and they want to see them succeed because at the end of the day like it's a reflection of all of us we're all part of this industry in whichever way you choose to be so if there's somebody who's doing something shady or you know bad or dishonestly like it reflects on all of us you know like and i think that that's a big point as to why like and we're kind of going off but i think it's still important and valuable like why i think that um, you know, like I, I want to be such a big part of that, that Facebook group that I have and like why I, you know, wanted you to come on and start this podcast with me was because like, I know the passion that you have and, and the, the guidance that you've provided and like somebody helped you and you want to be able to help somebody in the same way that you were helped. Oh, and and I, I, I value that. And I think it's awesome. You know, and right now, you know, you know, I've got like, you know, you've talked to EJ out in Dallas, Texas, you know, mm-hmm. You know, when he first got into the pallet business, he was driving an Uber. Yeah. And so, you know, I think he kind of dipped back into that because of some issues with his business partner or whatever. Right, right. But then, like, right now, I've got an 18-year-old kid still in high school. He's in San Angelo, Texas, that reached out on the Facebook page. Really? It's like, hey, man, uh, you know, he just made a post. Hey, I'm I'm just getting into this. I want to learn it. And so, you know, I'm like, all right, cool. I'll teach you, you know, you're three hours away from me. You're really not in my area. You know, I'll teach you some stuff and, you know, talk to you and guide you and stuff like that. And, you know, he's very fortunate, you know, getting to talk to him because, you know, he already has a three quarter ton pickup that his, you know, dad's bottom. He's got access to a 40 foot gooseneck. Wow. And I'm like, dude, you're 18 years old. You're still in high school, you know, coming out of the gate. You know, uh, man, you could go so many di- different directions with this. You know, Absolutely. your your dad's already provided those tools for you. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's given you a three quarter ton pickup with a forty foot gooseneck. Like you have access to that. That's awesome. And so, you know, it's it comes back to you know wanting to see people do better. Yeah. Uh, you know, and like a couple Fridays ago. Uh, well, last Friday, I was in San Angelo and pumping gas, get ready to head out of town, fully loaded trailer. Well, I had a guy come up to me and was like, hey, man, you pick up pallets? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. You know what's going on? And, you know, he told me, he was like, well, I'm the manager for this beer and beverage company. And we have all these pallets, but, you know, we don't want to send them to the to the dump ground because, mm-hmm. you know, it takes time away from my guys and stuff like that. And I was like, well, you know, I know a guy here in town that's just starting out. So I linked them up together, you know, nice. and that's awesome, you know, and stuff like that. And that, and that's as far as I can go, 
you know with, yeah exactly with that exactly it's, yeah i know somebody in the in town mm-hmm. i know they want to get into it let's you know do this and do that and yeah so yeah man and and i think um like another little brief story and then i think we can summarize and 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 um is like i had somebody reach out to me on facebook one time and they were like hey i need pallets and it was like a small amount in an area that like i was nowhere near so all i did was like make a post and say hey anybody in this area if you you know can accommodate this reach out to me and like literally dude hits me up and like i gave him the phone number uh he reaches out closes it ends up selling pallets to the person and he was like send me your your uh venmo like i want to send you some money and like i appreciated it i didn't ask for anything i didn't want anything but he like he wanted to do that because he appreciated that i helped him out in that way and um you know he sent me like 50 bucks or something like that but i i didn't i wasn't doing that for that you know like i was doing it because I just wanted to, to help and like see somebody be successful. And, and I knew that I couldn't help the business. So like, you know, you kind of have that, Oh, well, do I have to make something off of everything? Like, no, no, like karma exists. Like if you have faith, then you like, then there are things that you believe in that will show you that like what you put out will come back. And so be good to each other, respect each other be willing to participate in a community and bring each other up because that's what I want. That's what Corey wants. That's uh, what we hope to see. And uh, yeah, <laughs> that's, <laughs> there we go. So. But um, so I, I will, I think that we can end it here. Um, I would like to say thank you everybody for tuning in. This has been one of our longer episodes, but uh, you know, I hope that the conversations that Corey and I have, uh, are beneficial to everybody here if you're interested in coming on to the podcast uh this will be on youtube as well so feel free to put it in the comments you know reach out to us uh through the facebook groups or through my website as well you can use my email there there's many different ways that you can try and get into contact with us if you have questions or interest in being on the show and we want that we want people to engage with us we want people to ask us questions we want newbies to come on to the to the podcast i think at one point we might do like kind of like a newbie walkthrough maybe like i think that might be cool you know where somebody who's like wants to get into the industry we kind of just like sit down with them and ask them questions and write out a plan with them or something like that who knows the the world is our oyster and we can do what we please with this but at the end of the day uh we're here to help we're here to create community and we're here to inspire others to go out there and sell some pallets and, you know, have pride in, in yourself and what you're doing. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, guys, I'm on every pallet page, you know, <laughs> on Facebook that I can possibly be on. Um, yeah. So, I mean, if you have questions, you know, reach out to me, look us up, you know, we're here to help, you know, Agreed. I may not be able to answer every question, but I yeah. can definitely find you know, an answer you know, Agreed. one way or yeah. another. So I, I always like to say I'm happy to provide help in any way that I can, you know, and that's, that's it. I'm limited to what I have and know and can do, but at the same time, I'm more than willing and, and happy to help people out uh, when, when the opportunity is needed. But yeah. um, anything else you got? That's it, man. 
All right, folks. Well, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, and take care, everybody. Have a great day.